Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on. Things to do. Don't cheer. You'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. He's a comedian, presenter and absolutely prolific author. He's added extra chapters for the 10th anniversary edition of his smash hit kids book, The Parent Agency, out now. So stand by everyone as we feel the bazeal of David <laughs> Badil. Yes! Hello, everybody. Hello, David. I'm back. You on are your back. show. As I've written another children's book. So yes. I, this is where I announce it. Oh, my gosh. The Parent Agency picked perfect mum and dad yo barry david deal funny something times moving always engaging the guardian i reread it last night wow. but of course within the rereading i was reading new chapters as well yeah the new chapters which are nicked from the musical did you notice that i didn't notice that yeah. whatsoever but i gotta tell you i've forgotten how love much i love this book oh thank you honestly dave it's such a great book thank you so much it's, it's got everything it's so heartfelt it's so heartwarming it has that amazing really sort of tough hard dramatic twist at the end which i'd completely forgotten about yeah it's awesome david Congratulations. thank you so much shall i tell people again what it's about in a minute in a minute oh, okay. just come a bit closer oh, right. to, right to the mic oh sorry uh first of all we'll talk about jelly babies, <laughs> jelly babies. and then let's talk okay. a bit about the office as well and we're going to talk about the book uh this book the parent agency 10th anniversary release is out now it is fantastic i read it because david's on the show and i've got kids but i read it last night thinking i just want to read it anyway and i slowed down i was reading a book for the show Mm. that's a different kind of read yeah and i just slowed down and i just enjoyed it and it brought me to tears and i loved it thank you so much hilarious it's funny it's all that stuff we'll talk about it in a second or two jelly babies yes so uh i see you've been talking about jelly babies i can't can't actually hear in the green room i just saw them and I love sweets. It's something that my children yes. uh, find a bit ridiculous about me because I am 59 <laughs> and I shouldn't like sweets, but I do. I really want sweets all the time. And I don't know about you, but my big thing when I look at those is, are they sour sweets? Right. Because I am obsessed with sour sweets. Yes. And because uh, when I was a kid, I used As to get... Is Barry. Yeah, as is Barry. In the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's odd, that, isn't it? Anyway, I used to go to my local newsagent back before the war, and they used <laughs> to give me in a paper bag, it really wasn't a paper bag, apple drops. Yep. And they were both tart and sweet. They were. And I am obsessed with that, and I don't know if you can find it anymore. Quite the same level of sour sweetness. I think you can. Can you find it in a jelly baby? That's I'm my question. I'm not sure. Uh, we could give it a go. Um, do you remember the kite bags in the sweet shop? The kite bag. Yeah, so you used to get a quarter of sweets. Yeah. And they were in the sort of rectangular bag or yeah. the rhomboid bag. Yeah, rhomboid. And then if you went for two ounces, you got a kite bag. 
which is a bit like oh, a like, cone. Oh, really? Yes. Remember those? Well, yes, yes. And they were on string, and the, the news agents used to rip them off <coughs> yeah, with now, some panache. Now you've gone too niche. Oh, well, I used with, to be a news agent. With, 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 oh, did you? Yeah, I was a news agent for years. In Warrington? Yeah. All oh, right. And, and I loved every second of it. And this was a bagging thing that involved special, yeah, it's like special just, just bagging. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Okay, well, no, no, I just used to go... They, I mean... Like like in here, uh, there's a, a, a obsession with sweets, isn't there? The whole yeah, thing with Mr. We're all obsessed with sweets. Yeah, with a Bottom Sweets, I believe, is a shop uh, at one point in the parent agency. But the one that I went to yes. outside Dollis Hill Tube Station, where I used to go every day, uh, used to have properly like the rows, the jars, the jars behind. Bring on the jars. See, see now, if you see that, it's kind of ironic. It's kind of self conscious, isn't it? We're trying to be like an oldie world yeah, sweet shop, but that was an oldie world sweet shop. It really shop. was. But yeah. I mean, we'll take them being self conscious about it. Yeah. We don't really mind. It's <laughs> it's all fine. Yeah. And by the way, you are correct in what you're saying. It's oh, Old Mother Hubbard has a franchise and all this kind of... There are different kinds of franchise, aren't there? Like Mr. and Mrs. Sweets and all this kind yeah. of stuff. But they, I think they've now crossed whatever the Rubicon is of trying to recreate... Um, oh. You know what went on before via some kind of nostalgic here and now, yes. and they have earned their their right to be back in play in the present, right? As a straightforward, I would say so. Sweet shop, yeah, yeah. No and longer a sort of slightly self-conscious sweet shop. No, this is just sweets. Yeah, but yeah, but it was for a while. I get, I because it was like re-entry. Yes, exactly. You know, they, you know, would they burn up on re-entry or not? And they just about made it through, right? And in Milo, we have an amazing version. Of, well, we have a amazing sweet shop. We have lots of jars, and as a news agent, as a sweet shop manager, um, we had a couple of tins within the jars, which right. were jar shaped but they were tints and they were for as i remember the victory v's right the fisherman's friends and the fox's glacier right well, jars tins within the jars no so they were they were exactly like the jars right but they were made of tin wow and i don't know why that was yeah but I always wondered. Wheels within wheels. And I'm still wondering now. <laughs> yeah, no one will know. But I do still like sweets. And for, I am a person yes. who, if I have a meal, almost any meal, almost including breakfast, I can't really not have something sweet afterwards. To it's like it a off. sentence without a full stop I agree. for me. Do you know what I mean? I agree. It's like you think like uh, things are not over. They're not over because <laughs> I haven't had my sweet thing after a meal. Now, that can be a fruit pastel. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a posh pudding. Because those aren't always available. Well, a, a pastel is a miniature pudding anyway. It, all sweets are miniature puddings. That's what they are. Isn't <laughs> yeah, they really are. They're portable puddings. And you can get miniature pudding sweets, can't you? Can you? Yeah, of course you can. You get rhubarb and custard, for example. Yes, you can yes. get that. You can get um, you can get sticky toffee pudding flavored things. You can, you can. I mean, I would say a rhubarb and custard sweet never really tastes like rhubarb and custard. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly doesn't taste like the cartoon. That's what no, I find. Hundred percent with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, you're always tired. You're more tired than usual today. Yeah. You need some fast sugar. You need some more jelly babies. I could have. Do you know what happened? Like, the reason that I'm tired is that um, I always sleep badly, but um, I was asleep, and then my daughter, who is not eight, she's 22, came up saying she couldn't sleep. Uh, and so I then woke up, and then she went off to sleep, and I then couldn't. Right. So I was, I've was i been awake since four, waiting to do this show. Well, That's... we've been awake since 3.45. Oh, actually, sorry, I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that you're Talking to the up. wrong crowd yeah, here, no, David. I'm so sorry. But you probably um, went... Yesterday? 345? Uh, yeah, 345. Tomorrow? Yeah, 345. Yeah, what's your point? I'm sorry. Is your daughter Vassos too old now to review my book? No, she's got a review of this one, although oh. she had already read it. Yeah, um, some time ago when it first came before out. Before she, she was born. But yeah. she, yeah, she she, absolutely loved the second reading of it, or did she? 
Because oh. I always like to put a bit of Jeopardy yeah, a bit of in Jeopardy. Yeah. yeah, although right. I've come on the show a lot. She's reviewed my books a lot. So far, she's never done a hatchet job. Okay. But there's always a first time. Don't put your headphones on oh, yet. Okay, Because I just want to k- keep the pin in there for a second or two. I just want to talk to you about your sleep. Okay. I think I might sleep less than you. I don't okay. sleep for more than three hours a night. Ever. Really? Ever. I, slept, I slept for four hours once about two weeks ago. Do you remember? Yeah, you were insufferable. Um, any particular reason why? What have you delved into? Because I, I have read all the books. I've done all the courses. Mm. Um, anything I can help you with, even though I've not I've not uh, overcome it myself. Any, any, do you want to have a sleep chat or not? Uh, I'm happy to have a sleep chat. I mean, uh, I have an issue, many issues with sleep. One of the things is I noticed that insomnia is not taken absolutely seriously as a condition. Like, if you tell people that you've got insomnia, they'll always say... Inso- what is your definition of insomnia? Sleeping... Well, in my case, not being able to get to sleep right. uh, and then waking up a lot during the night and particularly waking up and then feeling very, very awake and unable to get back to sleep. And ang- anxious? An- anxious. Not about anything in particular. Hypertense? Just, yeah, and uh, sort of a bit of moving... What's it called? Increased Restless heart rate. Yeah, restless legs, a bit of that. Um, I just want to get this line out because it's basically a gag. Uh, if you tell people you've got insomnia, it's a very old joke of mine. I'm just doing it. Uh, you've got insomnia. They'll tend to say, I don't know if you've ever had this. Oh, really? Because I'm always asleep as soon as my head hits the pillow. And what I always think is, right, if I told you I was blind, would you say, oh, really? Because I could see perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very old gag, but I, but I thought if I'm going to talk nice, seriously though. about sleep, I'm never going to get the gag out, so I need to do that. Insomnia, right? Yeah. So I, I'm not sure what my definition of insomnia is, what the definition the, the definition really is. I now know yours because I have no trouble getting to sleep whatsoever, right. but I wake up every 90 minutes almost. You could set your clock by it. Um, sometimes I stay a bit awake a bit longer. I'm very good at getting back to sleep because I have so much practice at getting back to sleep. But hang on, three hours a night, you just said. So. Yes. So, so no, three hours is the longest I will sleep for. Oh, I see. Within the eight or nine hours. I see. So, um, so how long are you awake in the wakefulness periods generally? Uh, six, seven minutes. I always have to go to the toilet. Yes, yes. Always, always, always have to go to the toilet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, so, so you imagine that's an old man thing, but I used to have that mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Right. I used to, I don't know how much this is going to be gross, but I think it's okay. I used to be awake thinking I could go to the toilet. Uh-huh. That's en- That was enough when I was a kid to get me up and, you know, going to the toilet, and that would ruin my sleep when I was young. So, have you heard the erectile function theory? I don't like the sound of it. Okay, so so um, if you have nighttime erections, right, it is a sign of um, excellent mental health. Is it? Yes. Okay. And lack of psychological trauma. Wow. And if you if that doesn't happen to you, especially in the mornings when you wake up, yeah, as a man of a certain age. Um, then it can be indicative, not always, of course, it can be indicative of something else, some other things that you may want to um, uh, delve into. Okay. I, have, I have, don't have an issue with that. And I thought it was worrying the other way, Yeah. but apparently it's not. And one of the things, of course, that sleep, uh, sleep deprivation can rob you of is mental stability. Yes. So it's not that with me. Yes, okay. So I'm not going to go into my erectile function, yeah. uh, but what I have done quite a lot of work on mm-hmm. the sleep thing. Uh, I've done, been to sleep clinics. Oh, I actually yeah, did a sure. podcast called Sleeping with David Baddiel in which right. I investigated every single thing you can do for sleeping. Uh, and I, at the moment, I take a lot of supplements. I mean, like a barrel load of supplements. 
a sort of just magnesium L-theanine I think is good apigenin yeah apigenin wow yeah you do all the stuff I know David seriously all of them and licorice is supposed to be good yeah yeah, licorice is good. Also, uh, kiwi fruit a couple of hours before. Yeah, two kiwi I've heard about that. I haven't done the all kiwi that kind fruit of stuff. thing. Um, yeah. But apparently, it's all about because I have a very active mind. Yeah, you so know do that I. anyway, and so do you. Um, maybe we're just a bit too excited for our own good, and that genuinely might be it. I tell you what, I've got is I've yeah. got a breathing app, right? And the breathing app uh, just makes a noise you know, like bruh, bruh, for breathing in yeah. and breathing out. And last night. My wife said, "Please don't put the bagpipes on, right? Because <laughs> that's what it does sound oh, like." Oh, right, in the because I don't even sleep in the same room as my wife. Oh, I'm... because of this issue. No, I still sleep in the same room as my wife, and she has to deal with me. It's funny up. because the bar bar, because because you can go online and you get these Hertz tapes. You know the Hertz tapes? No, because there's a certain frequency that that is. Um... Oh, it's supposed to be right for your alpha waves. Yeah, to help you to go to sleep, and I think it's 568 or 562, something like that. Um, but then there's there's the different things that you're talking about which is to do with the different chakras. Um, but one of them is the brown sound. Have you heard oh, about the brown sound? No. Because one of yours there sounded a bit like the brown sound. And right. the brown sound yeah. is the sound you want to listen to if you're constipated. It, no. Yes, because it helps with the passage <laughs> yeah, of time. I, I understand what it helps with. Yeah, the, it's called the brown sound. The brown sound. Yes. We, can we play it? Or, or, or will there we, we be mass going to the toilet if you we play it? We have played it. And apparently if you have the opposite issue, especially right. if you're on the go... Yeah. Um, you seem to you I feel what like color that is. a case of the runs on the go. It's not it's not a sound. It's a color. So if you if you imagine traffic lights are very handy, right. right? So the the traffic light green, which is a sort of um, it's more of a turquoise kind of marine green, isn't it? Yeah. It's not it's not as deep a green as you might think if you think about it. If you if you imagine that color, it yeah. will help. It will buy you another minute or two, apparently. Really. Well, it's obviously apparently. No, not apparently. I know. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Why did I say apparently? Yeah. So pathetic. Well, I mean, it's worth saying because if anyone tries it, thinks yeah. like, well, I've got the Well, runs. why wouldn't you? Well, What's I the downside? You, I you that, well, the, well, the downside is yes. if someone thought, right, oh, I've got a bit of a problem there, yes. uh, but I'm going to try and make it to wherever I need to go without going to the toilet because Chris Evans has told me that all I have to do is imagine... Do- Dr. A, Evans? Yeah, Dr. Evans has just said, <laughs> imagine a traffic light yes. green, and then that doesn't work out for them, yeah. right, and things go wrong. Yeah. I think you could be very deeply sued for that. Yeah, I could deeply something. Yeah. I could be in deep something or other, uh, not like the person seeing me. This book, The Parent Agency, ten, the 10th year anniversary. I read it yesterday. I was going to give it a show read, which is a quick read. And I started to read it. I thought, oh, I remember. And I just love Barry. I love his mum and dad. It reminds me so much of my own childhood. Yeah. So much of how, as you're a kid, you have no idea how much your mum and dad love you if you're fortunate enough to have a mum and dad who love you so much and how much they're trying to do for you on a daily basis when you can be forgiven for surmising they may try to be doing the opposite. Yeah, that's right. I mean, really, Barry just has ordinary parents, yeah. right? He has parents who probably are who are trying to do the best for him, but he's an 11-year-old boy. Uh, he's clever. Uh, he's a bit uppity. Uh, and he basically thinks he should have better parents. Uh, I think it comes down to when I was a kid... Uh, my mate Dave Gavrin, who's uh, in the Sundays, <laughs> right, a band called the Sundays, right. uh, who haven't released any music for years, but they're a brilliant band. He gave me when I was about twelve an avocado, and I'd never had 
any food like it in my life. It was like an epiphany for me. There is another world yeah. beyond the Dollar Hill sweet shop, yeah. beyond my mum's terrible chicken soup. Uh, and I thought, I want his parents, because they've given him this, right? <laughs> uh, I think that was it. And so... I, I, I do think, because all my children's books, this is supposed to be the 10th anniversary edition because I've written 10 children's books and they all have children in it who want something, right? And I think all kids want a little bit other parents. So what Barry does is he wishes for better parents and he goes into a world run by kids uh, in which he's allowed to audition, essentially, different parents to find his perfect set of parents. Yeah, he's allowed to road test a different couple yeah. every day, Monday through Friday. That's right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's in this imaginary make-believe, or is it, uh, world, which seems to be staffed by his best friends who are in, are in denial of them ever having known each other. That's right, yeah. And their uniform, because uh, kids run the parent agency, of course they do, their uniform is uh, various onesies. It's onesies, uh, and they the, the parent controllers, which are his friends, uh, are, speak through, through megaphones. Uh, and at the centre of it, one of his best mates appears to be called the head of the parent agency, which is a big, slightly Stalinist building yep. that he goes In to. the centre of Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah, Youngden. Youngden, that's Youngden, right. in the centre of Youngden. Yeah. Uh, uh, where, yeah, the uh, basically parents come to be meted out for children, and parents are desperate to, you know, have these children to to get them to come to their houses and tell them that their houses have seven toilets and things like that, yeah, and they wouldn't have to eat vegetables and whatever. Uh, so Barry is suddenly accosted with all these options, and he goes. Well, I won't. Well, I'll say he goes. He goes first of all for rich parents, which is very me because Dave Gaffrey's parents were rich. And there's a bit of Brangelina mine. going on there. Yeah, then there? he goes later on for celebrity parents. And yeah. He goes for parents who are very fit and healthy because his parents are tired. Basically, the opposite of what he thinks. And then his the cool parents. parents. Are. The cool parents who let him do whatever he likes. Rich I, parents. Yeah, I'll tell you what I've noticed from because this is ten years old, and the two extra chapters I put in with this are from the musical because uh, I use the lyrics and the musical and I just had Barry and friends bursting into song because uh, I've written that already there's, there's going to be a musical of it next year which I wrote with Amazing. Dan Gillespie Sells the guy from we love The Feeling who yeah. wrote everyone's talking about Jamie but what I also do is I go to schools and I talk about whatever about my books but I always talk about the parent agency I'll tell you why so that I can go into the audience and say I know you love your parents but do any of you want to tell me who you would like to have? Brilliant. If you could have parents just for a day. And honestly, they go crazy. Because a kid will say, Cristiano Ronaldo and Beyonce. And the rest of them are like, that's happened now. That's really happened. <laughs> you are the son of those people. How exciting. And they all really want it. And it's really, really exciting and fun. The only problem is, over the last 10 years, they have started to say people I don't know who they are. Of course. <laughs> they have started, and I've, I have to say, is that a YouTuber? Can you remember any names, for example? Oh, well, Mr. I think, Beast. I think when they first started to say K KSI, I thought, who's that? And now I know who that is. Yeah. But no, now they say people who are basically playing Call of Duty, yeah, yeah. you know, 24 hours a day on stream and I don't, or Twitch. Yeah. Paid a fortune get for paid it. a fortune for it, and I don't know who they are. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, though, kids love money. Like a lot of them say, "I want my dad to be Elon Musk." A lot yeah, it's of them funny. Say a lot that. of, but a lot of the YouTubers who they love, including Mr. Beast, you know, it's all about the money. In Mr. Beast's case, uh, it's for good, but it, there's a lot of money chat. Yes, going yeah, on there. yeah, yeah. Every so often, a child says, "I'd like my dad to be David Williams," and I take that as a personal insult. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. It won't be like this forever, so just enjoy it while it's here. It's a really wonderful thing. And James Bay. It's about me. It's about my relationship with Lucy. It sums up so much of what went into writing this whole album. We're all works in progress. I still don't necessarily know who I am. And Depeche Mode's Dave Gahan remembering the late, great Andy Fletcher. I'll be honest with you, the first thought that came in my head was, I wish I'd been a bit kinder. Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash virginradiouk. Youngden, uh, this lovely map of Youngden. So this is like, what you know, how what how kids would design London or how they'd rename <coughs> London. So instead of the Tate Modern, you've got the Potato Modern. Instead yeah. of Waterloo Bridge, you've got Loo Bridge. Instead of Big Ben, you've got Little Ben. Instead of High Park, you've got Hyde and Seed Park. Oxford Circus and Piccadilly Circus, they remain as such, but they're real circuses. Yeah. Um, and you've got Teacup Roundabout. You've got the Playhouses of Parliament. It's brilliant. You've got Canary Wharf with a real canary in a massive <laughs> yeah, wharf. Yeah. And what That's... I've also done, David, which I didn't do before because I was enjoying the book so much, is I've actually marked up a couple of bits in the book because wow. they just jumped out at me. Okay. Um, so here we go. This is about Barry. Uh, today, Barry wasn't trying to get to sleep anyway. He was too angry and he knew that. He knew that if he went to sleep by tomorrow, the argument would all be forgotten about and he didn't want that. That just jumped out at me. When you have to remember to be angry and you know that if you sleep too well, you might forget to be grumpy the next day and that will be to pay the service to your future evening self. Yes, that's right. It's a good bit because we've been talking about sleep, right? It's so like, mad, isn't it? Yeah, but that's true. True. Thank you for reading that bit. I wrote this book 10 years ago, so I'd forgotten that bit, but you're right. I think particularly as a kid, you want to hold on to your anger. Because Barry's angry with his parents when that happens, right? He's right. It's he's, hard to carry on being angry. Yeah, it's, it's it exhausting. The stamina of being oh. angry. I'm very bad at it. Like if someone, you know, does something that I'm annoyed about, within about a minute, I think I can't be bothered yeah. with staying angry with them. But when you're a kid, I think you do want to hold on to it, totally. especially if it's your parents, you know, who have done something you think is, you know, it's not supportable. This I shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't. Be, you feel the unfairness of yes, it, right? Yes, yes, yes. I think that's how Barry is. He feels like something's unfair and it, about his yeah, life. Unfairness. The feeling of unfairness doesn't last usually. Thank God. And um, what about when you used to flounce up to your room? So you weren't sent to your room because you knew it was going to happen anyway. So yeah. you sort of beat your parents to the chase, and you go to your room, you slam your bedroom door, and then you realise they can't see you being angry. But you carry on being angry because you think they might feel it a couple of floors down. And then you realise that it's exhausting. So you think, well, I'll just save being angry in case they open the door. So you're on anger standby. Do you know that one? (laughs) Yeah. I think also you're right there because I think for... uh... I wrote a book called The God Desire, which is about being an atheist. Very different book. But in it, I talk about how I think people's idea of God is of an eternal parent who can always see what's happening to them. Right, and I think when you're a kid, that is the thing. Even if they're not in the room, they should know. <laughs> they should know how I feel. Do you know right? So that's why I'm angry. So I'm going to stay angry because yes. they'll know it somehow. Yes. And they don't. And they don't care <laughs> because they were kids themselves once. Kids, yeah. there's the news. We were once kids. Yeah. Well, that's the the whole thing, isn't it? About yeah. like I think being what you do, what I do, it allows you to some extent stay the kid that we always are. 
right? Yeah. Because we only we only pretend to be adults. We're all just winging adulthood. It's not a real thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, we get older, we look older, but inside we're about twelve, right? Well, it's, I was so, I was talking to somebody about just this yesterday. Billy, my ex-wife, we were having a chat about it, and I said the thing is, you know, we are. They say don't grow up; it's a trap. We know that. That's a I like that T-shirt. And then you grow up, and it is a trap. Um, but actually, for the first like in your twenties and thirties, you feel a bit grown. You think, oh yeah, I feel grown up. And then you realize, no, I'm really not grown up. Yeah. I'm just I just have bills. Yeah. And and then I have children. Yeah. But I'm really not grown up because you don't grow up because you you get to a certain emotional and, and physical age, and you sort of stay where you where where you uh, where you feel most comfortable from a, an internal aging point of view, and it has nothing to do with the kind. I've just got to get on to something else here. Okay. So I mark something else because stuff was because it's because I've read it before and then it's like watching a film again. You know, it's different things. This is beautiful because this was a bo- when this book was written, it was box fresh, and I think if things are box fresh yeah. when they were born, they actually stay box fresh. This is it's it's gorgeous. Um, so he's talking about uh, 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 he's talking about when he's with these famous parents on one of the parent trialing road test days. Yeah. Barry and Barry goes to this thing and he goes to see this premiere of a film and then he goes to the after party and it's so funny. Then afterwards, we went to an enormous party called for some reason the after party, <laughs> but it was the party and this suggests there was a party and this is the party that's after that party, but there wasn't a party. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant, Dave. Well, thank you very much, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's one of the things that I think I'm quite good at channeling the child within me. Yeah. And no doubt when I first started going to premieres, I thought, why do they call it an after party? That's just stupid. This is the party. It's the party. There wasn't a party before, <laughs> right? That's, that's an after party. How many parties do you need? Is yeah. there an after after party? They just dropped the 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 word in the middle. The after film party, the after show party, the yeah. after holiday party, the after. Uh, but it's after what party? <laughs> yeah, after what? It doesn't make any sense at all. Not. But not it's him trying to cope, trying to make sense of this world, this adult yeah. world. You know that he's not used to. I mean, as it happens, I'm doing. You know, I did my show about my parents. Yeah, I right? do. So interesting to this childhood thing because I did this show called My Family, Not the Sitcom, which is about my parents. I'm doing it again. I'm doing all three of my one man shows. I'm, I'm recording them at the Royal Court at the end of March nice. uh, for Sky, uh, which means, by the way, that I have to do one show on Friday, on Thursday, one show on Friday, one show on Saturday, which at my age is mad because that's a lot of material to try and get right. But the My Family show is sort of about how you remain in a sort of child based with your parents even when they're not there anymore because oh, my parents have gone yeah, yeah. right but you still sort of feel like a child trying to make sense mm. of what happened to you when yeah. you were a kid right and I, I think for me because I had a mad childhood it's about it comes to the point where you celebrate it you celebrate the madness of your yeah, childhood yeah, of course. right but rather than thinking yeah but I, you know the way it is now like lots of people think I'm going to be misery memoir about it I'm going to talk about the damage and there was damage in my childhood but what it's led to is me. Yeah. And I'm actually really happy with well, it. Well, it's, it's called damage if you want to frame it that way, and it's also just called life. Yeah, it's life, exactly. Uh, and the, the thing about your parents not being here anymore, um, and I'm obviously, you know, I'm sorry about that, and my parents aren't here anymore, I wish they were, but when they were alive, there were a lot of times when they weren't there. Yeah. But it didn't feel like they weren't there because they hadn't died. Yeah, that's true. And so they are actually still here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's completely right. Because we have them in us. And, yeah. you know, you, your mum's nose is on your face. 
It's more my dad's nose. Oh, but your yeah. dad's nose, but you know what I mean. No, totally. totally. Oh, your grandma's. Well, and, and my son, my son looks like my dad when he was young. Yeah. You know, and and he's a bit like my dad. I mean, my dad had dementia, so I'm sure you know because my show is partly yeah. about that. Yeah. But. So he never really engaged. I mean, he wasn't a bloke who would have engaged much with grandchildren anyway, to be honest. But he never really engaged with my son. But my son is weirdly like my dad, I think. Or not. That, well, well, in that he's funny in the same way that yeah. my dad was funny. He's got this sort of like not really caring about anything thing that my dad had. I mean, that I might have that. I don't know. But he, he really reminds me of my dad. And that might be me just projecting, because at some level I want my dad to still be here, right? Yeah. So I might just be projecting or... like... I've got a theory. Oh, you've got a theory, okay. You're more like your dad than you realise or want to acknowledge and actually your son's just like you. Yeah, well, that might be true. That might be true. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I sort of feel like, you know, you're right that my parents were not always around. They were not like parenting is now, right? My, I think Jerry Seinfeld says this thing about parents back then. For them, children were like raccoons in the sense that there's one around here somewhere, but I've got no idea where it is, right? <laughs> and my it rustling uh, in the bushes. Uh, yeah, yeah, who knows? And my parents were like that. They were not. Parenting was not a verb yeah. that they knew about, but they were still these massive figures in my life, mm-hmm. despite their neglect and absence and basic craziness. Because yeah. the thing that my parents did, the show is also about the fact that my mum had an affair with a golfing memorabilia. I remember. Uh, say, you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, they thus spent most of her time thinking about golf rather than her children, <laughs> to be honest, right? Which is a kind of a weird one, but there we are. Uh, but now I feel all of that is rich. Yeah. It's rich and textured. And... But it's funny you say feel and not think. Yeah. Because they do say the feeling body is greater than the thinking mind. It's just yeah. that the mind wants us to think the opposite. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think that's true. Yeah, I do feel it. I feel it emotionally. And I sort of love it. You know, I sort of love that my childhood was, you know, knackered and weird yeah. rather than... Well, all... you have a choice. You can love it or hate it. So just love it. mm because it's true more helpful. Life. It is more helpful. It's a good way of thinking. Yeah, it's a good way of thinking. There's a, there's a great story about somebody who is, I think he's been scientifically proven to be the happiest person in the world. And the reason that he's the happiest person in the world is because um, one day, 15 years ago, he just decided to be. Really? Yeah. <laughs> who is that person? I can't remember. It's a guy in America and they, they've researched him and they said, and his backstory is, the astonishing bit of his backstory is the least sort of profound bit. The reason he's the happiest person in the world is because he decided to be. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm not sure I would hang out with that guy. <laughs> he sounds like he might be quite annoying. Yeah, I might but... have made him up. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, one of the greatest bits about the book, and it's all great anyway. So one of the greatest bits about a great book is the fact that uh, little Barry's fairy godmothers are Lionel Messi and Daniel Craig, who come to life from posters on his bedroom wall. I love that (laughs) thought. When did that... How did that come to you, that thought? Well, I just thought... coming alive. If I was a boy now, right, who would I want on my wall? And this book was written 10 years ago. It would probably be Mbappe now or whoever. But it was Lionel Messi, and I was obsessed with James Bond when I was a kid. Uh, And so I thought, well, I'll have Daniel Craig. And then I just thought, well, the wall uh, in his bedroom that's going to sort of disappear and he's going to go into Youngden, he's going to go in. So who are the gatekeepers yeah, yeah. of that? I'll make them like Lionel and Daniel. But then what was funny, and this is just the way I write, right? I don't plan anything in advance. I think, oh, he's got posters on his wall. 
oh, they can gatekeep. Oh, when they come alive, they'll have a bit of an argument, won't yeah, they? Because yeah. James is a bit, like, ridiculous because he's pretending that he has to go off and be on the underside of a stealth bomber yeah. at any minute. And Lionel thinks what an idiot he is and he's dressed like a waiter. And then that leads to a, to a funny scene where Barry's thinking, what's going on? <laughs> right, why are they just arguing? It's supposed to be magic, right? So I just think it's... I just write from moment to moment, right? Like improvisation. Yeah, that's how tell. I that's how I write, and then hopefully it structures itself like a book. Mate, it does more than that. And the thing about um, the posters come to life, isn't it interesting that as we get older, subconsciously or consciously, we try and bring those posters to life by realizing the dreams of the posters that were on our walls. Yeah. So explain that a bit more. Okay, so uh, for example, if you couldn't afford um, the Ferrari F40 that was the poster on your wall, one yeah. day when you're old, you might you might buy it and then realise it doesn't tick the box that the poster did. Right, you might be able to That's do true. that. No, whatever. I don't know if everyone can do no, that. But it's but... The, the dream. Yeah. Well, 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 sneakers, is, uh, to be honest, I, I said that because it was easy to understand, but sneakers is the new big thing. Right. A lot of dads are buying the sneakers they couldn't afford yeah. when the Jordan uh, Air ones came out in the first place. Well, also, you know, I mean... You know, we I might be lucky enough to meet some of the people who yeah. were on, oh, my, on my wall, uh, and then of course you realise that they are human beings. Yeah. Like when you're a kid, they're like angels, sort of. Oh, uh, without you know. question. I mean, one of the, I'm actually writing um, a, a memoir based on the family show, and one of the things I talk about in it is how far away the world of the telly seemed when I was a kid. That doesn't. Mm. I don't think that's the case now. Yeah. I think because of the internet and stuff, you kids too. feel that you can just walk into it. But when I was watching, it felt like a complete other universe. And for my mitzvah, I got given a cheap electric guitar by my parents. And uh, a guy at school, when I told him that, I hadn't brought it in, I just told him about electric guitar, he didn't believe that I had an electric guitar. Because people on top of the pops had electric yeah. guitar, not little nerdy kids from yeah. Dolly's Hill. That's it's, it's a symbol true. of another world. Right. But yes, you can you can't like Barry, you can go to the magical world. Johnny Mars has written this amazing book about guitars. It's a yeah. ph photographic. Have you seen it? I've seen the book. It's beautiful. I, I got it at home. He came in and obviously we were sent one so I could read it. And I still genuinely look at it. It is a fantastic book. It's all his guitars, beautiful photograph, like supermodels or supercars or whatever you like. And then because he's so he remembers everything maybe he wrote it all down he's 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 extremely studious and obviously unbelievably talented and he describes how he came across the guitar but he talks he speaks to what you just said he said when i first knew someone that knew someone who had an electric guitar <laughs> yeah. To see the only way you could see an electric guitar was to get to go and see a band, yeah. And to go and see a band when you were my age was almost impossible unless there was a wedding or something like yeah. that. And sometimes you go to a wedding or you gate crash a wedding as a kid just so you could see a real electric guitar being played, yes, yes. No, it's such a symbol oh. of, of another world of rock and roll and of, of something that doesn't feel like there's a bridge to it, yeah, doesn't feel like that. Can I just tell you something about Johnny Marr? Have I got time? Uh, Johnny Marr, I interviewed him when I. I used to host the Penguin podcast about yeah, the Penguin that, books. Yeah. And uh, Johnny, uh, I interviewed him about his biography, which is great. Uh, and I brought along, uh, Frank Skinner bought me for my 40th birthday a Gibson Flying V, a blue wow. Gibson Flying V, a lovely present. And I've hardly ever played it to us because it's quite hard to play a Flying V because it's got no little bit for your leg to go on. <laughs> anyway, I brought it along. I brought it along because I wanted something to happen, which I wasn't sure was going to happen, right? Which is at the end of it, I said, look, would you mind just playing something together can we just play this charming man together and he said yeah just straight away and so I played the rhythm because obviously I played the rhythm and I'm playing the rhythm and then he starts doing the riff 
And honestly, it was one of the best moments of my life. If, if anyone wants to go and listen to it, you can see me become a child. You can How hear you me. I think it's a Penguin podcast, me interviewing Johnny Marr. Come uh, on. At, the, e- the, at the end of it, 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 it finishes with me like in Ratatouille, where Antoine Ego <laughs> is returned to childhood. I am so happy at the end of it. Amazing. Uh, two more things. Talking to, uh, to the wonderful David Deal about the parent agency. Please, please, please get it. If you haven't read it or you've read it before, read it again. Uh, you'll see you see one of the wonderful things that I saw uh, yesterday that had me in stitches laughing and in tears crying. Funny, sometimes moving, always engaging, says The Guardian. It's a brilliant book. A couple of quick questions to, to David and to also to Rachel to pass us. Posters on the wall, blue tack or drawing pins? Blue tack. Blue tack. Drawing pins. Drawing pins. Wow. Did you sellotape the corners to protect them from the drawing pins? No, should have done. Did that. That's where I was. I was sort of in between the two. <laughs> and my other question to you, David, now is how big a James Bond fan are you? Uh, well, I'm not as much of a fan as I was when I was a kid. Right. When I was a kid, I was a, I used to read all the Ian Fleming books. Right. So you're going to ask me a, like a trivia question. I'm just going to say Bond. because all the way through the book, because obviously Barry wants a James Bond party for yeah. his birthday. Yeah. It's all about the car. Yes. It's all about the DB6. The DB6. Yeah. But James Bond drove a DB5. <laughs> That's why I have got to sack my copy editors. <laughs> and it's, there are pictures of it. <laughs> really? There are no. Yeah, it's, it's, Is it just wrong? DB, like, couldn't be more wrong. Oh, dear. But the DB6 far more superior car. Oh, well, maybe that's what I knew somehow. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. my dad used to collect tin toys and tin yeah. model cars or whatever so maybe I somehow knew that yeah. the DB6 is a superior Doesn't matter. car just putting it out there yeah it's fine thank you you're very welcome yeah. they wanted to use an E-Type Jag but they couldn't get one and Aston Martin gave them a DB4 that they dressed up to look like a DB5 and blah 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 blah. Ah. you're great thank you so much you're amazing thank um, you come and see us whenever you like I will do uh, if anyone wants if you want to come and see my show at the Royal Court by the way tell us more recording, uh, you can come you can definitely come and I think there are some tickets being him? sold yeah, fast. It was come, just Rachel, me and Rage for a second, then, wasn't it? Was a bit, yeah. No, I no, dabbed that... you, and I supposed to dobbing you in, which I usually dob you in, but I just dabbed no, you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Your, your daughter? No, your daughter shouldn't come. She's too young. Although I've been listening oh, to Mary's review. Mary's review. We nearly forgot it. Is Ma- that what... yeah. that was very clever? Thank you. I was wondering because I've been <laughs> on, right. I've been on tenterhooks okay. ever since it was mentioned. The Parent Agency tenth anniversary release out now. Mary's review is just in. The Parent Agency is absolutely hilarious i enjoyed it just as much second time because you forget all the little tiny details like a treadmill where the television goes slower when you walk and speeds up only when you run david Bedil is my favorite thank you mary i mean it seems to me i've been coming here so long that i think she's about 17 and she's putting on that voice she's at university yeah. and she does yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, fact, she does it in between to be cigarettes honest, she owns the building <laughs> yeah. craving some great 80s music play virgin radio 80s plus on dab digital radio on the app on your smart speaker at virginradio80splus.co.uk I got my mind Love Chris Evans Woo! Love the 80s Virgin Radio 80s Plus Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.